Hello. Thank you so much for listening to the non-binary Gary Bradshaw. This is the grand finale, episode eight, Love, starring Grace Joshua Byron as Byron, Anna Feldman as Alf, Murkrow as Mars, Alana Ruiz as Alana, Jovo Jackson as Dean, Sam Campbell as Maya, Taylor Beals as Harry, Ali Glimbaki as Jane, Thomas Baldwin as Brayden, and Miles Webb as Alex. The non-binary Carrie Bradshaw was created and written by Grace Joshua Byron, Anna Feldman, Murkrow, and Alana Ruiz. Directed by Grace Joshua Byron. Produced by Grace Joshua Byron and Adam Cecil. Editing and sound design by Adam Cecil. Logo by Emily Tat. Featuring Quarter Life Crisis and Next Town Over by Johnny Darlin. Listen to more at johnnydarlin.bandcamp.com or search for Johnny Darlin on Spotify and Apple Music. Thank you again for listening. And now, the non-binary Carrie Bradshaw. Four friends were back at a brunch table eating toast and veggie stir-fries in a Bushwick apartment. Three of us were dating and one of us was single. It was the end of an era. We'd all been trying to figure out what we wanted, what we needed, from ourselves and each other and from romance. Between Jane's and Thorns and Alex's and Harry's and Dean's and August's and Maya's, we were trying to figure ourselves out and often breaking apart in the process. Between us over the past few months, we'd racked up a good amount of heartbreak and love. Whatever love meant, it sure seemed like we'd been running towards it, or at least running around it. We were coping and thinking and dating and eating and working and gendering. It was a lot. Sometimes dating in New York, or even just living in New York, feels like waiting for a subway train. There's a lot of nothing. And then there's an intense frenzy of people, feelings, colors, sounds. And there we were. I couldn't process the past few months. I'd been dumped over DM by one guy, fell into the arms of another guy, who seemed perfect, before a rift with second guy, before finding out that the first person was back in town. I felt a nagging feeling, like the other shoe was going to drop. But I'd also learned to fear the slightest scent of trouble, to sabotage, to freak out, flight or fight. But sometimes it felt like I made those scenarios up to run away from what I wanted, to run away from stability, from some slight amount of peace, from love. Like I made mountains out of molehills. I'd been so focused on getting Harry to be into me that I hadn't really asked for what I wanted. But what did I want? We were in Alf's apartment, talking about how things had been going for all of us. I'm sorry I didn't make any vegan options. It's honestly fine. I can eat bagels. You're missing out on these eggs, bitch. Alf, this is seriously really good. Yeah, thanks. I don't know. I like cooking. It's been nice just to do something to do something. For real. I have to teach you guys how to... I looked at my phone. There was a DM from Alex. I'm in town. Let's get dinner like adults. I ignored it. I knew my friends were watching, and I knew how they felt about him. I slid my phone back into my pocket. You okay, B? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I made some potatoes, too. I'm sorry, though, they have butter. Whatever. Now I just feel like I'm being trolled. Did you ever see those memes about vegans and oppression? Okay, that's not what I'm trying to do. I love a good vegan meal as much as the next bitch. It's good for you. I think I'm going to cool it with Maya. 
Wait, why? She seems so nice. I don't know. It's just been hard since Thorne and I broke up. That's real, babe. You gotta connect with yourself. It's important. I've been connecting, and I think I just want men to be accessories. For now. For now. I want some peace and quiet. I've just been doing so much. Retweet. Heard. It's good to just chill out. I don't know. She's cute as fuck, though. What about you, Byron? Me what? What do you want? Alpha's staring at a grad school application and a few Tinder notifications. Both blinked gently blue. After about five minutes, they knew they had to move their body or they would fall down. They got up to boil water for tea when the phone rang. It was Brayden, the boy Alf had hooked up with as soon as I'd gotten back from Boston. Brayden was Alf's sex on speed dial. He was a socialist, so Alf didn't actually hate him, but he was really into mining Bitcoin, so Alf could never love him. He never seemed to mind that Alf only hit him up every few months when they really needed the attention and validation he provided. The sex was never good, but it helped Alf feel wanted. Um, hello? Hey. Hey, what's up? Nothing much. There's a DSA dance party I kind of want to go to. Would you want to come? Alf was torn. They had literally no romantic feelings for Brayden, and every hookup left them feeling sort of slimy. If they had known Brayden ever had any intention of trying to date them, they would never have hit them up in the first place. On the other hand, Alf rarely said no to a date request. Hang on, my mom's texting me. One sec. They texted the group chat for help. Help, 911. What? Do you need me to call an ambulance? What's going on? Not actual 911. Emotional 911. Remember when I told you about that guy, Brayden? Bitcoin guy? Yes. He wants to take me out. Oh, no. What do I say? Well, do you like him? No. Then say no. I can't do that. I have a pathological need to be liked. Know that I'm saying this gently. You really have to let that go. You can't always be loving for other people. Especially Bitcoin miners. You also can't lead him on. It's better to say no now than later. But I literally just fucked him like two days ago. No, honey. Today's a new day. All right, you're right. I'll switch back to the phone call. Sorry about that. Is your mom okay? What? Oh, yeah, no, she's fine. She's just like nervous about getting a cavity filled. Anyway, a DSA dance party sounds fun, but I think I'm busy. Uh, I, I didn't tell you what day. Um, I'm just, I'm applying for grad school stuff, so I'm pretty busy all the time. I'm really sorry, I just don't think I have time to, like, do anything serious right now. Uh, okay. Y- you were the one who hit me up. I'm sorry about that. I was going through something, and I'm really sorry for being a jerk and a shitty hookup. I just don't think there's the potential for anything more than that. Uh, okay. I get it. Would you want to come over anyway and just, like, poke up? Tempting as it is, I'm trying to be better and not using sex as my primary coping skill. Damn, sucks for me then. Yeah, sorry. Okay, well, um, I, I gotta go. Yeah, see ya. Alf hung up and tried to resist self-pity. Sure, maybe they'd be sexless and alone forever, but that'd be okay, right? They just felt totally tired of it all. They looked at their Tinder notifications badge and deleted the app. Dean and Alana were back at his place getting cozy when Alana got a text from me. When do I get to meet him, bitch? She ignored it. So, where were we? She loved looking at herself in the mirror among his Warhol prints. She was his starlet. Alana, there's something I wanted to talk to you about. Mm, Okay, what's up? I've been thinking. (laughs) That seems like a bad idea. I don't think so. I 
I think I want to be monogamous. Dean, I haven't been monogamous in years. It's archaic. Not even like primary partners. Alana shifted in bed. This was different. A chase. Is this really what you want? You are what I want, Alana. You are nothing but love and light. I am aware. You're also funny and a big fucking bitch. Water is wet, so what? I understand that you use humor to make everything easier for yourself. I'm begging you to take this seriously. Dean, I don't know. You're always so articulate. Take your time. I'm patient. Your chest hair feels so nice. I want you to stroke it forever. I've been hurt. A lot. We all have? I just don't trust you. You're human. Inherently fallible. Then I will apologize now for all the mistakes I will ever make. All I want in this world is to be seen by you and to be loved by you. I honestly don't know if I can love, Dean. You know you can. Nobody has ever taken care of me the way you do. That's sad. (laughs) Yeah, maybe so. Has anyone ever treated you the way I do? No. What are you afraid of? Vulnerability. What if something happened to you? What do you mean if something happened to me? Well, what if you died or found a better lover? If you dwell on things like that, you'll doom yourself. You may have a point. I just don't want to lose my sense of self, and I don't want to be distracted. We see each other three or four times a week. I want you to achieve your goals. How could I get in the way of that? I haven't been this intimate with another soul. Ever. Let me in, please. I really dream of doing so. It just is so... It's terrifying. I love you. You you wouldn't say that if you didn't mean it. I think I really care about you. I just don't think I'm ready to use that word. Because I love you so much, I respect that. I just want to make you happy. You've been doing a pretty great job at it. Give me time. That's all anyone can really say they have. Well, I agree with that. Can you hold me for a little bit? I was going to do so anyways. Thank you, Dean. I walked into my room that night to talk about Harry when I suddenly saw your hair all over the floor. Hello. Ah! Mars. I was just shaving my head. Like... In a Britney way or a Buddhist way? Definitely in a Sinead O'Connor way. Gotta, 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 gotta. Uh, Maya texted me again. Are you gonna see her? I don't know. Should I? I still feel like I'm all over the place from Thorn. Mars had been all over the place the last year, too. From work to Thorn drama to Maya, it seemed so far away and so current. Thorn was predictably being an asshole, and Maya was surprisingly sweet and fun. Something light. Maybe I should see her. Do you like her? Yeah, of course. Well then, go see her! How are you feeling about Harry? Mm, mm, I feel good, I think. And? I don't know, Alex messaged me. Alex messaged you? Bitch, that's burying the lead! It's fine, I didn't say anything back, I knew you'd be mad. I'm not mad, I just... What about Harry? I'm seeing him in one hour. What do I do? Get a hold of yourself. It is going to be good. It is going to be fun. It is going to be a wild, intense, cute, hot, sexy, fun time. Wow. 
Wow, 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 wow. Okay, calm down. <laughs> what if he breaks up with me? He won't. What if he doesn't like the scent I'm wearing? What if he thinks I'm ugly? What if he thinks I'm not fun enough? That is too many questions. My face is ugly. Except your face. That doesn't sound as comforting as you think it does in this context. Well, I'm gonna go watch Friends. Bye. With Maya? Maybe. Harry and I were at Moodring dancing to the new Kim Petra single when he leaned in close and kissed me. It was the kind of passion that you saw in rom-coms. That sudden rawness. I thought it was just going to be one kiss, but it was two and three and his arms were holding me steady. It was a trans rom-com. It was sweet and ferocious. I didn't know he had it in it. I waited for the song to end and the passion to slow down, but instead it amped up. We were doing the hot in the night thing. I'd missed it. For a minute, I thought about how this was how Alex acted all the time. But I also remembered the yelling, the phone calls, the manipulative texts, the DMs. I came back to the present, to Harry. It only been a few months, but it was nice. It was something. We ducked outside for a second. Harry lit a cigarette. How are you feeling? I'm okay. Why are you smiling? How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. Me too. I smiled at him. The kind that usually gets a response. He kissed me. It tasted bitter. I kissed him back, holding his head as he tugged my hair, letting it fall down. Harry moved us a little bit away from the club. I could hear Carly Rae Jepsen's soundtracking our escapade in my head as he dragged me along. The neon light made me feel like we were in a music video. I spent half my life imagining myself in a music video, in a montage, and then he slipped his arms under mine and held me. I like this place. (laughs) I can't believe you've never been in a mood ring. I don't know. I like you. I like you too. Okay. (laughs) You're such a romantic. I'm not proud of it. And yet, here we are. I just... I can't admit to myself that I'm one of those cutesy gays. That I want to be on someone's lap. That I want to be cute and have nicknames and be silly and touch your hair just so. And post all those embarrassing Instagrams. And I don't know. I guess that's why I'm so bitter when I see them. But... I know that that isn't always realistic, you know? Like, to want those things or be those things. I'm not choice of all or anything. And why not? He kissed me. I couldn't remember the last time someone kissed me so much. If you want to be an annoying, normal gay some of the times, why not? It seems excessive. It sounds like you want to be happy, not necessarily normie. Is that the first time you've used that word? Maybe it is. <laughs> I just... I can't give in all the mushy-gushy stuff. I don't want... I don't want to be annoying. You keep saying that. I don't think you're annoying. A lot of guys did. Maybe they just never saw you like I do. I couldn't even see straight. Maybe it was the cancer season mezcal drink, or maybe it was the fact that he was meeting me where I was at. Maybe it was the fact that I was finally voicing what I wanted. And getting it. Should we go back in? Let's go home. Okay. Later that week, Alana brought Dean to a group Le Pong Quotidien run. Alana would not let me try and pronounce the name. Ooh wee, this place is so bougie. Yeah, but I love their quiche. Harry was notoriously absent, but I felt secure. Maya had also come along, leaving me and Alf the only singles. Admittedly, I was less single than Alf. I'll split the quiche with you if you want, baby. Uh-uh, I want my own quiche. Already at Bibi, aren't we? So are we. Maybe. 
So, where's this Harry Alana keeps telling me about? What's his deal? He had a work thing. Uh-oh. No, uh-oh, just busy. Alex texted Byron. No, Alex DM'd me. After the DM breakup? Honey, that is a no-go. Now, everyone, meet Dean. I can't believe Alex messaged you. Who is Alex? Nobody What important. are you gonna do? Let's just focus on Dean, okay? We have to ask him a million questions. Can I have my steak medium rare, please? Jane had thought out and texted Alf out of the blue, much to their surprise. It had been a rough year, of trauma, love, and Jane brought up all those memories. Why now? What could Jane possibly have left to say? Hey Alf, um, do you want to grab some coffee and talk? Hey, uh, what's up? I just wondered how you were. I miss you. I miss you too. When are you free? Um, how about Thursday night? So, Alf spent the next few days talking everyone's ear off about how nervous they were. I didn't see why. They clearly still had strong feelings for Jane, and clearly Jane had feelings back. But then again, Alf was a constitutionally nervous person, and I'd be nervous if I were in their spot. We all reminded Alf over and over again that they would be complete and lovely single, as well as coupled, and not to rush into anything out of fear. On Thursday, Alf headed to Sephora after work to get cute. They put on a full mug using only samples and evaded all salespeople asking if they needed help. Satisfied with the beat, they headed to Blue Stockings, where Jane was already waiting. They cursed themselves internally for losing the first survival advantage. Hey. Hey. Jane got up and awkwardly hugged Alf. So, how are things? Things are good. Work is good. Same, pretty much. I saw on Instagram that you went to Boston. How was that? It was nice. I just hung out with my friend. Nice. So, so, uh, you first. Sorry, I'm just nervous. I feel like it's our first date all over again. I'm sorry for how I reacted with the Mars stuff. Non-monogamy is just really new for me. I really don't like feeling jealous, but I'd like to try again with you. I don't like feeling jealous either. And, like, the thing to remember is, like, not to compare relationships like that. It hurt the way that you jumped down my throat about it. The way that I want to see things is like we're both individual people with individual relationships choosing to share time with one another. But I kind of felt like I couldn't or shouldn't make my own choices around you. And like I've been in relationships like that before. And that kind of ownership never ends well for anyone. I'm not going to turn monogamous for you or anyone. So I don't want you to like stick around for that hope. Elf felt themselves shaking. These conversations are never easy for a people-pleasing Libra bitch. I'm really sorry. I can't promise to be perfect about all that stuff in the future, but I know that you're smart and hot and funny, and I really want to be with you. And I like how radically you question relationship norms. It's something I personally need to do more research on, but who knows? Maybe it's something I should try to cool. I'm just like, I don't know. I'm just nervous. Like, what if I hook up with Mars again? What if I get a crush on someone new? Do you think you can take that? Like, can you just tell me when you need validation from me and then I'll give it to you? And would it be okay if we didn't have a label right now? I mean, I can try. Alf melted. They knew in the back of their head this is probably going to end badly. But doesn't all love end badly? You break up or you die. That's just life. With their heart racing, they reached across the table to take Jane's hand. Okay, let's try it. 
Mars was on here way to see Mai again. I didn't even notice here walk out of the apartment due to my loud dancing to Leaky Lee. They both sat there, silent, watching a John Waters movie, just holding each other, quiet. Mars looked at Maya for a minute. Z wasn't sure what this was, but it was something. Do you want to make out? Yeah. It was a sweet night. Mars had forgotten about the good side of romance, how sweet it can be, especially at first, the good side. When I was first dating Harry, Z told me that I was in the best part of the romantic phase. Maybe now, Z was. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. What's been going on in your week? Hmm, um, I spent a lot of the week busy at work dealing with my boss's big ego and wondering why men are allowed to run anything. Mm -hmm. Then my sister was in town and we saw Detective Pikachu. Oh my god, stop. It was actually really cute and relatable. How was it relatable? They try to make Pikachu like an addict to caffeine. Oh my god, wow. (laughs) How was your week? Uh, I don't know. I want to hear more about your week. Mars was surprised at how stable Maya was. How solid. Okay, don't try to spin this around, baby. Just tell me how you are. Okay, now you're just trying to Brene Brown me. No, I'm not. I just want to give you space, too. You've already given me a lot of space. Yeah, but it doesn't just stop. You get space even when you're in a good place, just to be. Instead of saying anything back, Mars took Maya and kissed her. I'd ignored the DM from Alex all week, but part of me felt like it was only a matter of time before we collided. I was right. Harry and I and Mars and Maya and Dean and Alana and Elf were all headed to a club all the way in Fidei. We paid a ridiculous fee to get in, or for me, Harry did, and we walked up walls covered in peacock wallpaper. It was a big gay party in a smoky upstairs building. I'd been one other time long ago. There were poles up and red leather seats. Gin and tequila was everywhere. Charlie was playing as we walked in, a remix of a remix with the DJ talking every few seconds. Someone Instagram famous who'd played at a Met Gala after party a few weeks earlier. Me and Harry grabbed tequila shots. Myers and Maya went off to make out. Alana and Dean were sitting sipping some strange looking cocktails with more colors than a rainbow flag. Alf was dancing on their own, staring out the window at the street below. It just started to rain. The neon sign seemed to add to the ambiance of the night. It was perfect. A Rihanna song came on, drawing all the gaze to the dance floor. The song was expertly and extremely slowed down for the breakdown. Then he looked at me. Alex. Harry looked at me. Alex looked at Harry, whom I was in a compromising position with. Suddenly, I felt like everyone in the club was looking at me. Mars walked over. Alana walked over. Alf walked over. Byron, why didn't you respond to my DM? It seemed like everyone was bopping up and down in slow motion. Alex looked like he was going to walk over. Harry was more still than I was. And then before Alex could move, Harry started walking out. I ran after Harry. We poured out onto the street. I could see the ferry. We were right on the water in the dim lights of the park. Byron, just... Harry, please. Byron, give me a second. Let me talk. That was him, wasn't it? Yes, but it wasn't... Byron! Alex came running up from behind. Harry, it is him, but it's not a thing. I haven't contacted him. Did you know he would be here? I knew it was possible. Byron, you never responded to me. Alex, shut up. Shut up. I think you two need to talk. Harry, I don't want to talk to him. We should talk. That's not what I want. Well, you had a lot to say in that letter. I never sent it. A a letter? 
I was trying to get over my feelings for him, and I am. Are you? I don't know how to keep convincing you. Maybe you can. I have to. Why? I have to convince you because I love you. Suddenly we were making out as businessmen walked by staring at our kiss. Not even an hour later, we stood there on the Staten Island Ferry. Myers, Alana, Alf, Maya, Dean, and Harry looking at the city lights. We had Maya, Dean, and Harry take a picture of the four of us smiling. Smile with your eyes. I'm trying. I'm not even sure what that means. It's not that hard. Alf gets it. Somehow we'd managed to find a queer community, even among the heartbreak, even among the isolation, even among the fear. We'd stuck to each other, even as many other things had changed, and we loved each other for it. We were each other's Carrie Bradshaw, and each other's Miranda, and each other's Samantha, and each other's Charlotte, as much as we didn't want to admit it. Staring at the city above, I thought, I don't know what kind of love story we're telling, but it isn't just one about men. You've got 
The pavement you can hardly see But we're moving to the next town over They've got a bar where we can be And we're singing And we're screaming And we're dancing You and me We're free And we're singing And we're screaming And we're dancing, you and me, we're free. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love us.